0: Well, I do apologise. Well... Rachel! (laughs) Rachel! She's not gonna hear me, I don't think.
1: Try shouting louder.
0: (laughs) Rachel! (laughs) Oh, my throat!
1: (laughs) Try throwing stuff at the door.
0: (laughs) That's a great idea. I've got some... (laughs) Oh, no she's on the other side of the see, oh, yeah, door, you yeah. <laughs> see
1: there's another door. There's another door between yeah, okay. Yeah. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Movie Chef podcast where we make a meal out of movies. I'm your host, Tebs, bringing you another uh, year full of exciting movie news with my executive chef, my executive host, looking like Onslow from uh, Keeping Up Appearances.
0: <laughs> who the fuck is going to know who Onslow is? Like, <laughs> Onslow Bucket.
1: <laughs> I'll be honest, I went for the last of the summer wine, but I think I'm, I said Onslow instead of Compo, so Compo. I just rolled with
0: it. ah uh, yes, Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, what was the name from on the buses I'm showing sure my age now
0: uh, oh geez, I don't know his name
1: Ernie or Bert no they're Sesame Street characters
0: <laughs> and my son <laughs> yeah and your not, son yeah. not Bert I'm not fucking high
1: <laughs> here's my son Bert and my other son Cookie Monster <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, uh, no it is it's it's very cold in the garage tonight I have my blanket around my legs like uh, an old crippled man. I'm wearing my hat, my snoods, and... Uh, can you see me? My... I oh, can't see it there. Oh, I, can
1: see, but I can very much see your breath there. It looks to be... I think you need to conserve as much energy as possible. This might turn into a an expedition to come and save you.
0: Well, w- what might happen is I've decided... I just said to Rachel, I'm going to do the podcast indoors tonight. And she was like, no, you're not. And I'm like, well, so I'm going to have to. Like, it's very, very cold inside. And she's like, no, you're not. I was like, Rachel, it's very cool. And she's like, I've heard your language in that podcast, Cormac. You're not using that language in the house. I was like, right, okay.
1: (laughs) Fair enough. Oh, dear. And uh, you had a good New Year. This is obviously the first episode of the New Year. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, look at that. For God's sake.
0: Oh, we tiny marshmallows as well. Oh, fuck.
1: Look at that. Jesus Christ. You've just been brought a dessert. See you, Rachel.
0: She's away. Mm,
1: fuck me! Well, at least, well, at least we've given you something to stick in your fucking mushers. We're recording. How was your new year? Is it good? Or has you got a gob full of marshmallow?
0: Very, 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 very quiet. Um, didn't really get up to much. We, we were watching old episodes of Fear Factor with Joe Rogan uh, with my son. He, for some reason, he loves Fear Factor. I'm kind of afraid though because I don't want him turning into some fucking right wing podcast lover yeah uh, so I kind of I keep making fun of Joe Rogan. <laughs> look how small he is son <laughs> look look at him he's fucking he's a moron <laughs> Just so he won't pick up on who Joe Rogan is.
1: No son you can't listen to him anywhere other than Spotify <laughs> <laughs> because they paid him 50 million dollars. Oh so, yeah I had uh, I had a very quiet one as well. It was kind of like all the fireworks started going off but it's a very um, it's a very multicultural area in which I live um so they very much celebrate all the time zones. So there were doing fireworks going off from like five in the afternoon. All <laughs> really? The, all <laughs> night long from five in the afternoon on the hour, every hour fireworks were going off. There was a, They were just celebrating for everybody around the world. I yeah. had to look, keep looking at my phone to make sure I didn't miss midnight.
0: Listen, listen, it is what it is. Everybody's got to keep themselves amused in this lockdown some one way or another. Yeah. I played, I played two games of Cluedo, a game of Uno and a game of, I think it's called Penguin Drop. You can kind of hammer little bricks out, like we cube things out of like a stand, and the penguin has to stay up. Penguin no. in peril, penguin in peril, that's what it's called. So we said like, all them last night.
1: Is it like a modern version of Kaplunk?
0: I have no idea what Kaplunk is. Fuck off.
1: I'm sorry? Big tube, plastic tube, loads mm-hmm. of straws go into the middle of it, through the tube, in all different angles. And it creates
0: like not the fuck
1: up. I ain't even finished yet, and that creates like a net. And you pour marbles in, and it's your job to pull the straws out. And whoever either gets the most marbles or gets least marbles—I mean, I can't remember that bit.
0: That sounds like the shittest game ever. Fuck, Jesus Christ!
1: Well, anyway, well, glad we're off to a fine note for the new year. I hope your hot chocolate burns you.
0: (laughs) I'm. I'm tasting a little marshmallow at the time being
1: there. Mm. And that, my friends, is not a euphemism. Um, so, a couple of trailers out this week. Well, it was over two weeks because we had a bit of a break last week, didn't we? we? We were gentlemen of leisure last week, so we didn't have to record. Um, but we had um, a trailer come out for something that I thought would be right up your alley. It's uh, Netflix's History of Swear Words, starring Nicolas Cage.
0: Um, oh, 100% Oh yeah <laughs> This is, this is <laughs>
1: ultimate <laughs> viewing for me This is just perfect
0: This is this is one of those things This is one of those things where I My son every once in a while Checks the coming soon on Netflix And the first thing that popped up Was A History of Swearing with Nicolas Cage and, you know, when you kind of put your hand in a child's face and, like, throw them halfway across the room, just go, get out of here! <laughs> Daddy's watching TV. <laughs> Stuck it on, and I thought to myself, Do you know what, I've got to get in touch with Paul, I've got to get in touch with him. Obviously then, you know, I've been drinking for the last two weeks, so, you know, I forgot to tell you about it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i would seen it, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm waiting for this one, I don't care what it was. I mean, I, I think we were going to talk about something with starring Chloe Grace Moretz or some, something that looks really bad, but instead we got Nicolas Cage, which is fantastic. But, uh, Oh, yeah. I just think, you know, when you get somebody who just absolutely realises that they've got a niche for something, I think the only way this would have been better if it had been with Jeff Goldblum.
0: Well, I would say one thing as well Cage looks great. You know, yeah. he, do- he doesn't look too dolled up. He doesn't look too makeuped up. He doesn't look, you know, plastic. You know, we've seen a lot of pictures lately of, of Nicolas Cage out and about, you know, not particularly doing much he didn't just look Just
1: walking great. up the street in Victorian tuxedos with yeah. boys, <laughs> Bermuda. boy he
0: just shorts. didn't he, he didn't look great and then he, he comes up in this and I thought he looked absolutely unbelievable so I thought he's yeah. going to work great. Yeah.
1: Because Netflix have got the best makeup artist and the best lighting and Netflix will look after you. That's sweet, sweet Netflix money. Everybody's <laughs> on board for that now. Um, <laughs> but over on the Amazon Prime sweet, sweet Amazon Prime money is coming to America the <sighs> Long awaited sequel to coming to America.
0: Listen, listen. I had a better idea about coming to America, right? How about just a movie of the guys can in can the I
1: hairdressers? Tebs is on the drink for the first time on a Sunday night for in a long time. Tebs has got a okay. week off.
0: No Muzzled off. <laughs> but a movie with the guys in the hairdressers, ju- just them.
1: Did they not make that? I don't think they did. No, they didn't. No. but I, You know what? I'm struggling to... I, I mean, I remember the film, but probably not as fondly as everybody else does because I'm watching this and when I'm watching this trailer, I just kept thinking to myself, where's the multiple Eddie Murphy characters? Where are they? And then right the, the... Did they also star in... And also starring Eddie Murphy and Eddie Murphy. And it's like, oh, this time he's... <laughs> this time he's got big teeth. This time he wears glasses. This time he's an old man. Talking to himself. Ah, oh, the joke was but that really was, but that
0: was the original kind of no. Eddie Murphy stars all kind of one, and it was the one that actually worked. Yeah, Coming one? to America is Coming to America a great movie. Well, no, it's the first. It's the first one. It's the first one where he did multiple characters, I believe. And Coming to America works. Coming to America is a great movie.
1: I don't think Coming to America is going to work.
0: I really. Oh, don't. I'm not saying I'm not saying the second one's going to work. No. I'm saying that the first That's what one.
1: That's And. We've been stung before and we're about to talk about a film where you expect so much for the sequel and it just turns out to be utter dog shit. (laughs) Um, But anyway, yeah, Coming to America is coming out pretty soon. I mean, I'll I'll watch it. I paid a tenner a month to watch it, so I'm going to watch it. But I don't have high hopes.
0: No, neither do I.
1: Um, Let's get the heavy stuff done first. Ray Fisher says he apparently is done working with um, DC Films president Walter Hamada uh, due to the ongoing... Um, investigation uh, around what happened on the Justice League shoot. And apparently Ray Fisher has now uh, described him as per his tweet as Walter Hamada is the most dangerous kind of enabler. His lies and Warner Brothers PR's failed September the 4th hit piece sought to undermine the very real issues of the Justice League investigation. I will not participate in any production associated with him. It's, a, it's an odd way to write your. It's an odd way to write your resignation from acting, isn't it? I mean, I'm not saying this guy's super hot in Hollywood, but he's not painting himself great, is he?
0: Well, I, I obviously, I, I don't know what the jazz is about what happened on the set. Uh, no. You know, Joss Whedon has in in some way upset these people four years after the movie came out, three years after the movie came out. Um, you know. Again, I think we spoke about this in an earlier podcast. Um, You know, if if there's seasoned actors on set and they haven't come out or put their foot down, because let's be honest, Affleck, Cavell, uh, Gal Gadot, uh, you know, they're pretty much bigger than the Justice League was back then. I mean that they were bigger at the time than the movie itself. So if something had gone on, if something had gone on, they are like, if something had gone on, on that movie, surely the older heads, Jeremy Irons was in that movie, was he not as well? hmm You know, so you've got all this wealth of knowledge and acting and experience in dealing with fucking, I'm sure one or two of them have dealt with fucking crappy directors before why hasn't it came out before why, have, why didn't they come out and say something why have they remained silent but the only person who's come out and said something is your man fisher uh,
1: you know what for the same reason that harvey weinstein's doing 22 years for rape because no. people say that no I'm, I'm not saying it's the same don't get me wrong what i'm saying no, I get, is I, no, I people in hollywood are now like all right josh we josh whedon say he did say he did decide he's gonna he do not he don't like black people and he's going to cut them all out it for film, which, Ray, you know, Rayfish has insinuated in the past.
0: Oh, a, is, this, is that what it's about? Yeah. Well,
1: there's part of that. That's, you know, one little bit that I've read is one suggestion because, you know, he's saying for the way minorities and certain people were treated on set when Whedon came in. And, you you know, you're taking away all of the flashback story, which involves um, the young actress. I can't remember her name. She's playing uh, the flashes girlfriend you know um, we've all seen the tv show and then you've got all of cyborg stuff taken out cut out whatever and there's the suggestion there that you know maybe certain people in the film were hard done to because of certain ideas but when you say why do all these old heads affleck jeremy irons why are they keeping their head down and not saying anything because they're playing the game and it's a shit game but i think they're playing the game i think they you know they've probably gone to Ray and might have said look lad you know everything we know has gone on. This is the way it happens. Keep your head down; you'll do well in Hollywood. Move on. And I think Ray Fisher's fighting back. I think that that's the reason why nobody else is speaking out because they know they've got other movies to make and they need other stuff financing. And if you're stood there telling the head of DC to go fuck himself, are you going to get more work?
0: It's very, It's a very. It's a very. You know, <laughs> is DC that big? That's what I'm just trying to say. Is DC that Warner big that is. people? That people would would hold their tongue. That's what I'm. That's what I just don't understand. Yeah, okay. You know, yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm going at this at a different, at a, at a completely different angle. But you know, whatever.
1: I I'm just I'm just suggesting as well. You know that all I'm saying is it seems like this Hollywood is this dirty place that a lot of bad stuff will get covered up because you know that's what you need to do. You need to say the right stuff, play the game. I've been told it in previous jobs, play the game. You might not like it, but you've got to say the right stuff to get by in this world. And I think fish is now speaking out against it. And while his motives and he, and what he's saying may be true, I, I, I just think he's causing himself a whole load of shit until this investigation comes out. But I don't. What do I know? I'm just some chump. Um, do you want some good news? <laughs> Please. Shia LaBeouf's career is in meltdown. Shia LaBeouf.
0: What's wrong? Uh, what happened? Oh, oh! I, I think I read about this. Is a Safia Twigs?
1: Yes, this is obviously what he did is not good news, but I think it's just gotten good news that he's finally finally been found out to be the absolute prick that he is. Uh, But he's been having something of a resurgence. He's been starring a few films and then recently he was dropped from um, a project and it was announced Harris Styles would be replacing him. Uh, And then afterwards it came out that he's being charged with sexual battery and and all sorts of different stuff. And one of his ex Described his uh, relationship as a as basically it's abuse, verbal and physical, um, and he's come out and said, "Yep, I'm a, I'm an asshole." So, well, he he hold on, he actually came out and went, "Yep." Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um it, now, it's really for, well.
0: For, <laughs> for I'm just trying to find his exact tweets, but basically, I, I'm yeah. A cynic, I'm a cynical person, Paul, and Shia LaBeouf has been trying to do some art imitating life shit for the past five or six years now where you know what didn't he i might be wrong about this didn't he go and stand in a fucking museum for like three days and people could do anything they wanted to
1: yeah um they said he was raped at that point what yeah nice man he is um But yeah, FK Twigs said she's filed a lawsuit against her former boyfriend alleging um, physical, emotional and mental abuse during their relationship. LaBeouf responded to the allegations in an email to the Times and offered an apology for his past behavior. I'm not in any position to tell anybody how my behavior made them feel. I have no excuses for my alcoholism or aggression, only rationalizations. I've been abusive to myself and everyone around me for years. I have a history of hurting the people (laughs) closest to me.
0: Myself? I myself, myself
1: i've been hurting myself as well people mm-hmm. i'm ashamed of that history i'm so sorry to those i hurt which obviously includes himself then is apologizing for well, himself listen
0: guys i may have raped this girl i may have punched her in the face but you know i've suffered enough because I've i have myself. had some rough I've mornings hurt yeah <laughs> i've had some really bad hangovers guys
1: i mean some of the stuff i was drinking was awful but
0: have you geez. ever shit blood guys have you ever shit blood
1: so anyway if it is um, a method piece he's going to get real method because he's going to there's a potentially going to get locked up so <laughs> we'll see how method he wants to go good
0: <laughs> not, not just because of me shia labeouf I don't, I don't give a shit about shia labeouf i don't think about him enough to think you haven't given the time of day like um but if you're in a relationship and you're just a a constant alcoholic beating on your girlfriend and mentally torturing her you know potentially fucking you know sexually abusing her when she doesn't want you know you either deserve to be in a prison or in the bottom of a lake you know you, you you take a choice which one do you want and you know let's let's hope he just goes to prison
1: yeah and then ends up in the bottom of the lake um, um Right, so moving on to the lighter news. Uh, the Eternals, one of the lesser-discussed Marvel films um, that is due to come out next year. It's been a uh, film of quite a while. Quite, quite an impressive cast. We've talked about it before. Um, but there's been something leaked or if you describe it as that um which is could be linking up to the rest of the mcu and what it's got in store for for time to come so minor spoils here if it's right but there's an um, new descriptions for each of the characters in eternals describes their power source as something called cosmic energy icarus it can project cosmic, uh, energy, man. cosmic energy man
0: it's like uh all vegan and I'm almost sure him fucking Charlie Manson had a book called Cosmic Energy yeah, you know Charlie, Cosmic, Cosmic Energy man
1: Jesus that sounded like Ernest from Ernest
0: what <laughs> Jim Varney
1: <laughs> no that's that's what's his name from King of the Hill
0: oh uh, Boomer Boomhauer. Boomhauer. yeah Boomer
1: Ray the been able long?
0: Two seconds before you even say anything. its amazing that you mentioned Ernest because all the Ernest movies are on Amazon Prime, and we watched Ernest Saves Christmas last week. So <laughs> let's move on. Let's just let's just move on. <laughs>
1: what was the one I watched? I think it was Ernest Goes to Jail. It's probably the one I've seen.
0: Yeah, with all the pink outfits. Yeah, that yeah, was next. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Ernest Ernest Saves Christmas. Ernest Goes to Jail, and Ernest Scared Silly. They're the, they're the three best. They're the,
1: best. Oh, they're the good ones. <laughs> and there's the cool. one
0: there's one called Ernest Goes to Africa. And it's, he didn't go to Africa. <laughs> 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 Let's put it like that. Uh,
1: Ernest Goes to uh, Animal Park in um, Orlando, Florida. <laughs> it's bad. Like, it's It's bad. Um, so, yeah, Eternal. So, apparently, they get the um, Icarus uh, is said to be able to project beams of intense cosmic energy from his eyes. Macaric um, and cosmically powered super speed. Druig uses cosmic energy to control the minds of men. And uh, Gilgamesh uses cosmic energy to form a powerful exoskeleton of cosmic energy. Basically, there's an awful lot of cosmic energy going in this, which is the, obviously the source of Fantastic Four's powers. Um, this Eternals is supposed to cross like hundreds of years in time frame, as opposed to just a couple of days or a single. It's supposed to be a big, long, sweeping, epic through the history of the MCU. So, top and bottom, of it, are you interested in this? Do you think it'll? Do you think it could lead to Fantastic Four? Do we even want
0: yeah, Fantastic no, Four? I, 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 I don't want a Fantastic Four, um, but I have been seeing a lot of the stuff from Eternals, um, and I'm very excited by it, um, but I'm not, I'm just, I, I think we spoke about this last week, I don't want another Fantastic Four um, origin movie, basically.
1: No, they did that well with Spider-Man, they avoided that pothole. Um, by just having him already with his powers but i think it'll be very difficult to explain in the mcu if a family fall like they suddenly get the powers out of nowhere yeah we'll see anyway um so we were going to do uh, a preview of the films coming out in 2021 but well <laughs> let's admit do we really know what's going to be coming out in 2021 or what's going to be coming out in 2022 pushback we don't know. We don't
0: know. It is it is still completely up in the air, isn't it? Because we don't know what kind of world that we're going to still be in this summer. Um, I, I would hope that we'll be in a place where we can all at least go to the cinema together again. Um, but, you know, who fucking knows? Who knows?
1: Even if the city's in little plastic cabinets. just like, <laughs> oh, send, well, us yeah. one, send us in one at a time. Put us in these little plastic cabinets and uh, sit and watch your film and then get out of there you won't be able to hear people <laughs> crunching and chewing either and nobody will be able to talk to each other it's fantastic so um we were going to do it and like i said we did a 2020 preview uh in one of our first episodes and uh that's actually one of the least listened to episodes <laughs> that we've done so we're not doing a full episode on them now um but yeah i just wanted to have a quick i'm going to run over a couple of the top films that are going to come out in 2021 uh, and i want your um executive chef seal of approval on these okay okay let's go so uh for me these are the ones I'm most looking forward to. Suicide the Suicide Squad. James Gunn's the Suicide Squad.
0: Which is that oh, is this the second one? Uh yeah. Right, okay. Um
1: so nothing to do yeah. with the first one. I'm I I'm will, looking forward to <sighs> it because I think Jack Horton is gonna get killed off in the first ten minutes, so I'm looking forward to that one.
0: <laughs> I'll be honest. I watched Birds of Prey the other night.
1: Oh god, it's garbage, dude.
0: And I cannot understand I couldn't figure out if it was made for TV first, and then I thought to myself, no, they wouldn't have fucking, you know, they wouldn't have Margot Robbie in a made-for-TV movie. Like, But the first 25 minutes of that movie, I was embarrassed for every single person involved in it. Like, it, it did get slightly better, but the first 25 minutes are, are fucking embarrassing. So I'm, I'm hoping... You know that DC can can pull something out. I I can't see it happening.
1: Well, I think James Gunn can. If it's a standalone story, forget about Superman, forget about Batman. You just do a story that kills off a few of the previous cast, brings a couple through, tell a story. Done. I think he'll do well at that. It did well with Guardians when you didn't have to include the rest of the story. Got around the you know around the characters. You can just yeah do it. But we'll see. Um it's interesting you should mention birds of prey actually somebody asked on twitter the other day that, that said uh, which was your favorite out of birds of prey or wonder woman 84 wonder woman 84 being the film that we're going to be reviewing this episode uh and i said what well, it's like being in a fight and somebody said did you prefer being punched in the face or the stomach it's <laughs> it's not an enjoyable experience either of them so asking me to decide but um we've got the matrix four coming that's managed to yep. get filmed, um through this uh, see It's still got, you know, it's still the same talent there. Uh, It's The Matrix. It's a futuristic sci-fi film, so I don't care how dead people can come back into it. For now, I'm just like, yeah, get on with it. Um, We've obviously got Lana Wachowski, who's directing this on her own without a sister. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they've had some hit and misses. In fact, have they had anything that's
0: been an an outright hit since Matrix? And even when you speak speak, of divided. Yeah, but when you speak about hit, it's like one of those things. It's it's like arguing with DC people on Twitter, you know. When you turn around to them and go, they've all been garbage. Yeah, yeah. but they made you know four billion worldwide. Like, right. but that doesn't make it any good. You know that that, that that's not a, a seal of of how good a movie is. But you know, if if Carrie Anne Moss is in it, if. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne's in it. If you know the Wachowskis are, are involved in any way, shape, or form, and if Keanu's in it, yeah, I'm pretty much going to go see that. Like,
1: oh, I'm going to go see it. But this is the Wachowskis directing films they've directed since the Matrix sequels, which were, you know, some people. Speed, like
0: ra- speed Racer was their first one, wasn't it? Speed, speed Racer, Racer
1: which I've it's never hor- seen.
0: Oh, it's horrible.
1: Yeah, horrible. Um, Cloud Atlas. Which I've seen, but I prepared to give another go to, yeah, but it it's just okay. It felt quite convoluted, but yeah, apparently it is. it's oh, oh, it is really got <laughs> it. Yeah. And Jupiter Ascending, which was
0: oh, horrible. horrible. Yeah, horrible. I, I for some reason, if I can't sleep at night, I will always want to watch like a sci-fi movie or something. Like you know, we'll just watch something that's kind of like a throwaway. And yeah. I watched Jupiter Ascending one night, and mm. I felt like crying, having wasted two and thir- two and twenty. Yeah, no. um, but
1: somebody actually explained the matrix the other day after Lana was interviewed. Obviously, she's uh, Lana's transgender, and um, she was talking about the matrix being an allegory for uh, coming out as transgender, taking the red pill, the estrogen that they give you. It was red in the 90s, yeah. it was red. Uh, it's about being woken up by using your given name of neo rather than your uh, your your preferred name rather than your birth name of thomas anderson he said my name's Neo." there's a lot uh, you know and people say oh it's just looking back at it and rearranging history it's like no when when you listen to a talk about the film there was a lot going on there and while ever like cloud atlas and speed racer that's not their stuff and i'm just thinking if this is something they've written as a continuation of the story and it's their work and i know it's just lana directing it but hey i'm up for it and like you say it's gonna have the original lot in it's i think it's got a young morpheus in it so there might be a bit of time travel shenanigans i don't know what but look it's uh we're looking forward to it what else are we looking forward to we, we, we've talked about all the marvel films to death let's have a look at something else um godzilla versus king kong we've obviously spoke about that and obviously the most important about that film is will we see king kong's balls <laughs> <laughs> I want to see. I want to see the monkey nuts. They've got to be there somewhere. Mortal Kombat. I'm so excited for. One um, hundred
0: The Mortal Kombat's up there for me as well.
1: We've talked about June before, but Ghostbusters Afterlife. This is one. So this is a sequel to the original pair, um, Paul Rudd and a cast of kids. Disney club regulars, I don't know where they are. But anyway, yeah. So this is uh, a story by Dan Atroyd and Harold Ramis. Uh, Jason Reitman directing it.
0: You up for it? 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think we, I've, we've spoken before about the kind of, the way that things, like things like Stranger Things have been shot. I know one of the kids from Stranger Things as well, like, but I don't mean anything like that. I like just that kind of 80s kind of feel to movies. I like the kind of, I like the period. I like the way things are shot like that. And it's kind of like in some fucking barn in bumfuck America, you know, that they find Ecto one during the trailer. Um no yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm there. And and if, if Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd, you know, turn in turn up in it or and um uh Zedmore, what was his name? Ernie
1: I want I want Rick Morales turning up. <laughs> I want Rick Moranis turning up imagine the pop in that cinema that'd be amazing if Rick Moranis just comes in and glasses on there yeah. um, anything else that you're particularly looking forward to in 21?
0: I wrote down a couple um, and I won't really go into them that much but looking forward to Mission Impossible 7 uh, I'm yeah, looking forward
1: back to back with 8 so there's mm-hmm. two of us to come pretty quickly
0: looking forward to Sing 2 Sing 2 the uh, cartoon is going to be coming out as well
1: no, fair enough. Whatever. whatever <laughs> first you one was great.
0: Uh, first one was great. Uh, Bob's Burgers, the movie comes out. Hotel Transylvania four comes out. Have you, have um, you just look?
1: Have you got, have you got adult protection, uh, child protection locks on your internet at the minute? Are you just finding all kids' films? Sing Sherlock
0: two. three is coming out. <laughs> Space Jam's coming out. Candyman,
1: oh no. Candyman,
0: Candyman's coming out as well. Oh, I said it three times.
1: Did you say it into a mirror?
0: Well, I'm
1: looking at myself. Does there that count? That's that guy behind you.
0: <gasps> <gasps> That's how
1: you write a horror film. Um, yeah, and the other one was Spiral. I think we've spoke about this before, but it's a, a Saw spin-off, which pretty, pretty much just going to be a copycat. And we've got... Mm, um, it's an excuse for Samuel Jackson to say, I ain't playing no motherfucking games. <laughs> 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 but yeah, look, there's odds and sods coming out. We're going to be reviewing them um, as and when. But... The first biggest film uh, to come out in... Well, it was Christmas Day, it came out in America on HBO Max. Uh, yeah, it was actually been out in the UK from December 16th in cinemas, uh, selected cinemas, i.e. those that haven't shut down yet. And we, of course, of course are talking about Wonder Woman 84. Uh, yeah, it's coming up after this. And I just want to warn you that we are going to be talking spoilers from the very beginning. So if you haven't seen Wonder Woman 84... Tune out now, come back when you've seen it.
0: Maybe illegally.
1: Right, so in 2017, we had Wonder Woman come out, the first uh, big-budget, notable, female-led superhero film. And you know what? I I loved the 2017 one. The first solo out in, setting the First World War, the Great War, uh, the connection with Steve Rogers, the world-building... Um the action scenes, one in particular, the the action of going across no man's land, fantastic. And that really set me up and that made me really excited for this one coming out.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I think that the set pieces that were in the first Wonder Woman were wonderfully shot. I think the CGI was fantastic. I thought, uh, you know, the acting was tremendous. I thought the casting was great. Uh, you know everything about the 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 first Wonder Woman movie. Even the bad guys, the bad guys were menacing. You know mm. the plot. The plot was good. It was set around you know a great time. You know everything. Everything was was good for going forward. Everything was good.
1: The one thing that stands out for me, and the one thing that always ties a superhero to me, mm. is the music. Now mm. with Superman, you have got the Bubba Bum you know when that builds in you get this sense of this guy's ear um even like iron man and the marvel music have their own cues and with wonder woman it had the electric cello uh, and i'm not going to do it but that that
0: i loved it that. yeah it was great
1: yeah, amazing yeah. and that for me linked that piece of music to that character that was it. Now that was her sort of entrance. When you can hear that bubbling, that's that that scene going into No Man's Land, where she it's the sort of it's the Superman, you know, taking the suit off and revealing yeah. the suit And it, it had all these hallmarks, but it did them differently. It did them fresh, and that set me up for this film. And I was really looking forward to it. Same director, given more money, more chance to you know expand the the world and learn more about what's going on. How do they fumble it so badly?
0: Well, like it—it's it from the start, right? From the start. Obviously, there's going to be spoilers the whole way through this. So, oh yeah, sorry, yeah, If if you haven't watched this, this is not a spoiler-free review. <laughs>
1: yeah, this is this is 100%. We'll be talking everything and more. Turn off now if you don't want to hear spoilers.
0: So, obviously, from the very start, you know, we have we have the scenes of a young Diana entering into some kind of Olympian, um, you know, uh, games that she shouldn't be, but does, you know, she just runs up and runs through. And obviously, I'll, I'll skip the whole way through the movie. There's no callback. There's There was no rhyme or reason to that 10, 15-minute scene. There was Sorry. nothing.
1: Okay, so... Like I say, we started starting mascara back when um Diana's a child, and we're not going to be going through beat for beat of the movie, but it gives you an idea. I was exactly the same with this. That opening 20 minutes is probably the best shot, the best looking, most fun of the whole movie. And it's before Gal Gadot turns up. Now, yeah, at first I was like, the whole point of that opening was, don't cheat, you've got to work for what you want. And... As we learned through the movie, that is basically that's where we're going in terms of wishes and desire fulfillment and things like that. So she had to learn, as a child, not to cheat to get what you want. To, there was nothing. I was trying. I'm trying to piece it even to what happened, and we're going to come. She's on. she's
0: already Wonder Woman. You know, she's already <laughs> Wonder Woman. This is the second movie, you know. If there was some kind of if the, if this was a hark back to to Diana of old when she was younger, and to what Diana does now, you know, lives on the edge and fucking, you know, is she is she a chancer? But no, this is the second movie. She she's not that person. We've already seen her in the first movie.
1: And there is no reason why. And let's go straight into Wonder Woman. You know, I like I say she was for me it was totally unnecessary in Batman versus Superman. And we'll talk about this later, but Mm -hmm. I just don't think she was needed in that film. The solo film we've said is great. Justice League, we've talked about what a shit show that was. But she has always been one of the constant. Very good in the role as Wonder Woman. Some good action and good potential. And we have an hour and an hour and six minutes before Mm -hmm. we where we only saw Wonder Woman action once in this god-awful shopping and you talk about loving bits of the 80s and loving the nostalgia of the 80s this is the reason i turned stranger things off oh look at these old shops they their shops we used to shop in isn't everything bright listen to the but music
0: was, yeah but it was, oh. it was it was it was shot in a way that it was as if this movie was made in 2220 and this is what the people of the future imagine 80s in america looked like yeah, and it was yeah. everybody was in just really really bright colorful clothes and I picked up on it straight away about the the Superman thing you know I, I, I could see what they were doing you know it was it was like the start of a Superman movie where yeah. you know the set piece would happen <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and you know and you know that that's Superman I get that I get why that happens in Superman yeah, yeah. But are we now led to believe that Wonder Woman just jumps around from mall to mall or bank to bank during the day, stopping crimes.
1: I, I, yeah, middle of the day, jumps right in, don't want anybody to see her. She's been doing this for 66 years since World War One. right? So she's never been seen. And like you say, she just happens to be at a bank. She doesn't have super hearing yet. <laughs> we're, we're uh, gonna, maybe she does. <laughs> we'll come <laughs> on all these newfound powers that she gets given, but... She, she's in this. She just happens to be in this mall. There she is, full Wonder Woman, not protecting her identity. But and for me, the bit that the
0: the
1: the, the through throwing the the tiara at the video cameras, it was this question, and it goes back into. I'm going to come up with it straight away. Warner Brothers have described Justice League, Zack Snyder's cut Justice League, as uh, a story uh, called act. There's no way to set the universe on from where, the, where it comes to, apparently. And he did this with Batman versus Superman by bringing Wonder Woman in. Suddenly you've got to explain, where has she been all this time? Who was she? Where where has she been hiding? And you have to have scenes like destroying the video cameras and going, who's this woman? Who? Where could she be? And it's like, it just wouldn't have happened. She would have been found by somebody. You know, it, the yeah, US military know, managed to find right. Superman after three days. They'll find it. her.
0: <laughs> but you're right, it's 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 constantly it's it's a constant universe of backtracking because they don't they don't know i don't believe that the filmmakers know what timeline that they're in or what universe that they're in or what they should be doing or how they should be doing it you know you know and that is obviously a whole pile of people's faults you know it's not just one person's fault um, you know it it it'll, we go back to star wars in that kind of vein as well you know with Rian johnson and uh, you know jj uh, abrams Hmm. The two of them had completely different visions of a movie, and I, I don't know where they met in the middle on it. And it's the same with anything in the DC universe. There's, there's nobody's meeting in the middle. It's, it's like, it's like I'm writing ten minutes of the movie, and then you're writing ten minutes of the movie, and then there's a guy in America writing ten minutes of the movie, and then they all throw it together, and then they go, "Oh shit, we have to fucking put this person in the movie now." Right? Let's go back and put ten minutes, ten minutes in between mine bit and your bit you're like, really, is that really the way to be making a movie?
1: I think this was, I mean, the the reason why this is Wonder 184 is, it, and you're going back to a bit, sorry, it's 84, it's a chance to do this. You know, it's now a world that millennials haven't seen. This is back in, you know, set in Greece in the 60s. You know, this is a time when the viewer, you know, the typical age of the viewer hasn't lived in those times. And it's you just, if you were to describe the 80s to your kid, and have him knock up some costumes and stuff. This is, like you said, this is what it'd be. This is a world that's now described to people and saying, this is how it was. Go and create this garish world. And they've had to set it in the 80s because they can't carry on the story. They can't, they can't do a Wonder Woman story after Justice League because who knows where Zack Snyder's is taking you. That's the problem. So you've got to set all these stories beforehand and we like I said, we're lumped with 84. And I think it links into what we're going to talk about now in terms of the storyline. Um, we mentioned wish fulfillment. This is basically around a rock which grants yeah. wishes.
0: Which is It's a yeah. fucking
1: genie. Genuinely yeah, wishes. It's a it's, genie's it's, lantern.
0: It's a, it's a genie's lamp. Yeah. And I was like, I, I, whilst I was watching it, I turned to my missus and went, is this a fucking a wish-making thing? Yeah. And she looked at me and she goes, no. <laughs> no, no way.
1: Do you <laughs> remember on this podcast a while ago, I said I'd, I'd had the whole story spoiled for me. Uh-huh. This was back in like February, I think this year, maybe even January this year. Beat for beat, bang on. Somebody had seen a screener for this. You know, I've been to uh, an audience testing and they'd leaked the story and it is bang on. And it was about this monkey's paw, which they started referring to it as this rock as a monkey's monkey's paw that grants wishes. And I just thought, this can't be right. This must be a joke. And they've, and it's, I, I was speechless. I just think of the most. People complained about Ares being a shit villain in the last one because he just turned into this CGI god. And you just think for all the stories you could tell with Wonder Woman, we're going to grant wishes. What better way to try and bring Steve back? What better way to turn? So it's just, it's it's lazy.
0: I I think time travel, I think wishing is a really, really cheap way to end the movie or to, to, to get a storyline in the movie. But I will we'll maybe speak about them a little bit later on. I think there are some redeeming features in the movie. Um, yes.
1: This, for me, no. is... This film is, is the good, the bad, and the ugly. There's some yeah. good bits. There's some very bad bits. And it's just something fucking ugly. And we'll come on to the good bit in a minute. So Christine Wig plays uh, Barbara... Uh-huh. I can not even be bothered learning a second name. Who is uh, a new colleague of... Uh, Diana and we are led to believe that this clumsy bespectacled wearing woman who hasn't conditioned her hair in a week who also happens to be a lead researcher with PhDs at the Smithsonian Institute has got nothing going for her in life and this is my problem with the character of Barbara she is another example of sticking big teeth spots scraggly hair on a bad guy and then having them evolve into this beautiful being. Iron Man 3 did it. Electro. They, they did it with Electro in Amazing Spider Man 2.
0: They, she's all that at her.
1: She's all that at her. Yeah. They, she's all that every time.
0: And, and again, another super cheap. Now, you're watching this movie, right? And you can tell what the undertones of the movie are. You know, it's a majority female cast, it's a female director. Uh, you know, I'm sure she had a lot of input in the screenplays and things like that got there, Patty Jenkins, and so she should, you know, 100%, she's fucking, she did a great job with the original yeah. one. Um, but, to add a, an arc into it, now I get the whole fact that the wish was made. She made a wish, so that wish was kind of put on other people, not just her. So it's not just the fact of, you know, she took off the long dress, and then everyone seen how good looking she was. It was more than that. There was more of a mystical kind of end. Of, I understand that, but but in essence, they've she's all added her, and that's it. You know, 100%. they they they, they scruffed up her hair a bit, took her glasses off, and took yep. off the long skirt and gave her high heels. Yep. and 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 that 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 is just a very 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 cheap plot don't get me wrong
1: the relationship between diana and barbara those little interactions you know diana who's this woman that's been on her own literally she's on her own she's immortal she can't make friends you know she never ages How is she supposed you know how to cover up so she's always on her own and she finally meets this this friend and the wish that clumsy old fucking good for nothing barbara makes is to be more like diana who happens to be a demigod so i i think that's quite clever in the yeah. way they trying and do that but for the villains motivations and it, it, and this wish is taking her humanity from her it's given her pizzazz style beauty you know it's given her it's given her all that but it's taken away her humanity and they showed that by barbara basically kicking the shit out of a potential rapist and yeah. we had to follow that as this is barbara turning evil she just attacked that man who was trying to finger out. You know, and it, it was really confusing. Well, can Why we, oh, it-
0: that was, that was just in two different scenes. So, there was a scene, obviously, earlier on in the movie where she was walking through the yeah. park and she gave a homeless man a sandwich and then this guy tried to attack her and then Diana, uh, she must, now Diana has super hearing um, and she can hear things and then yep. she jumped in and, you know, hit the guy and then, maybe later on in the movie after she finds out that she's strong and she's a little bit of powers, she meets the same guy on the streets of Washington, D.C., and the same homeless man who's on the streets of D- Washington, D.C. Are we led to believe that these are the only three people that are fucking walking around Washington? Like, really? Washington,
1: like, D.C., one of the biggest... Yeah, so-
0: <laughs> happenstance. Happenstance is, is phenomenal in this movie. You know, it it, it is, like, literally, oh, my, I need a Coke. Put your hand up and a co- Coke will fall down from the sky. Oh, there's a Coke, you know, and, happenstance is just fantastic in this movie
1: so we found out that um basically we've got um uh, barbara who's made a wish with this stone um to be more like diana to be uh, a more confident woman get noticed by all the guys which happens um and then ba- uh, diana makes a wish now this was i think the question on everybody's lips as to how the decide to try and get Steve Trevor back into, uh, back into the story, seems though like he died in a fiery explosion. And this is where it's probably going to get a bit contentious in the conversation. So, Diana wishes to get Steve back, and uh, she's approached by a man at a party who is a random bloke, never seen him before. And slowly she realizes that this man is, uh, has he got his spirit? Is he possessed? Is he, I believe,
0: is, I believe it's a soul. You know, there. I, I thought it was going to go into some really fucking weird Jesus movie because when he's trying to explain where he was, he's like, "Oh, I know I was somewhere good," uh, you know, and you're like, yeah. "Oh no, is this going to be a Jesus movie now? Like, is this is this where we're going with this?" So Diana's got Steve
1: back, and they're having lots of lots of playful time, and this is one of the. F- I mean, there was a lot there was a lot that I had a problem with this relationship in this film. An awful lot. So let's start off with the the elephant in the room straight away. His soul is possessing that man. Mm-hmm. This is the same man who at the end of the film, now this is a film where pretty much every male character tries to get it on with every female character. They oh, are it, it, up. It, <laughs> it
0: every is, male character. Every time, every time a girl walks down the street there's a wolf whistle. Hey, baby, yeah. uh, nice buns, You know, yeah. there's, like every single fucking day. T- anytime time. a woman walks into a room, anytime a Bar- woman walks past a building.
1: <laughs> Barbara's character arc in this film is defined by how many men look at her ass when she walks into a room. It, it, anyway, so this guy at the end meets with Diana back when, he's being the no- back when he's the normal man who isn't possessed by Chris Pine's soul. And he shows no interest in her. Yeah. He carries on about his day. Okay. She raped that man. <laughs> I'm saying it right now. That man's body, if, if Chris Pine's soul, if Steve Trevor's soul was in this dude's body, where was that guy's soul? And we talk so much about choice, about consent. His body was used by Steve and Wonder Woman as some fuck toy all week. And he didn't have any say in that. A guy who showed no interest in asking her, this beautiful woman out. So he could have been gay, he could have been married, could have been anything. And I think if that had been the other way around, if it had been Batman, having sex all week with some woman's body possessed by the soul of his dead wife, I think there would have been fucking uproar. I really do.
0: I I, I didn't pick up on it. Um, uh, until me and you obviously had a little conversation later on after watching the movie. <laughs> um, I didn't pick up on it at all. But, you know... I would, I would believe that if you're right, if this was to happen in a movie where Superman, uh, you know, and Lois Lane's corpse was possessing, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. something, um, you know, and then Superman fucked him, you know, I, I it would be questionable. You know, I think you that know there would I mean? be a and lot of questions. There would be a lot of questions to answer. And, you know, now that it's a, you know, a female empowerment movie doing it. You know, everybody mm. kind of just shrugs their shoulders and went, no, nah, it's not rape. Like, well, no, it is. It's because, it's because that he man didn't consent. Did <laughs> he not didn't consent. ask Who's to not- get it. You know, as, 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 as gorgeous as, as as old gal is, you know, and as unbelievable as it would be to, you know, to uh, give her the old one-two Uni-flu, um, you know, I, he, he never consented. You know, th- there was never just- a yes.
1: I just, look, I wouldn't, we won't dwell on it too much, but that is just one, in this day and age, if something like that with the roles reversed where the hero is banging some stranger all week because it's got the soul of his dead ex-wife in her, I think there would have been uproar about consent. And dead choice.
0: ex-wife in her. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean?
1: So anyway, right. So that, that wasn't the only problem with this relationship. I mean, first of all, totally unnecessary. Are you trying to tell me she hasn't met another man in the last 66 years?
0: So, yeah, so I wrote this down. So when did Chris Pine die? So World War One, nineteen Mark, so, eighteen. 1918. Yeah, so it would have been 1917, 1918. Yeah. So it's over 60 years <laughs> that she has been. Now, I get it. I know. I know what people will say. She's immortal. So her lifespan seems quicker. You know, so it, it feels as if it just happened yesterday. I understand that. I get it.
1: Who sorts it? Which big book of big book of immortality did you read that from?
0: I've read, I've read, and people's all uh... oh, right. Read okay. I've read and through the vampire.
1: Sorry, I didn't. I didn't know you're so learned, <laughs> my friend. Carry on.
0: And that is what it is. But yes, you're you're right. You know, she has been pining for 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 sixty years now. She knew this guy, loved this guy, and. It took to the end of the movie for him to say to her, "No, you know, you've got to move on. You know, you've got to move on." And it then literally weak. twenty, and then literally twenty minutes later, she looks at the guy and gives it the, oh, 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 and he turns <laughs> her down. You know, he yeah. turns her down completely. You know, yeah. he he's he's just like, "Yeah, see ya," and walks away. And then she's, and then you can see the glint in her eye going, "I can take a dick now." <laughs> but <laughs> I but you know what?
1: She's looking at him, and what's the, you know what? That that's the ultimate thing. If she was trying to get with that guy, is it because she thinks a bit of Steve's still in there and that's the only reason she's going after him?
0: No, she probably knows the size of his penis now <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and knows how more, uh, much larger that is than Steve's, and now she wants his penis in her again.
1: So let's talk about Steve, all right? Good I was old Steve. Have... <laughs> let's talk about penises for a while. <laughs> Big ones, small ones, many ones. <laughs> We're basically talking about Steve, who is a fish out of water hope. Noisy, it's
0: out yeah. of water. I wanted to put a gun in my fucking. Mu- no, this is this is as you said earlier. This is the hour and twenty minutes where we don't see Wonder Woman at all, yeah. and we yeah. don't see any set pieces at no. all. So Nothing. What, all we've done is we've been introduced to Pascal. We've been introduced to Barbara. We've had Diana, you know, moping around for you know forty-five minutes in the movie, you know, and then all of a sudden Steve appears. And then they start doing The the Pretty Woman. I expected the music just to go Oh, come I'm
1: going to come on to that in a minute. For, and, no, I'm going to come and, on to that.
0: And it was just like, I was watching it going, what fucking movie am I watching here? What, like, right, genuinely, what movie am I watching?
1: Let's start with that. He went through every fucking... Men don't do that. I don't know many women that do that. I know women that pull the clothes out of the wardrobe and go which would look good on me today, holding them both against themselves, and go, I'll wear that one. I do not know, and I've never known anybody that needs to try on seven or eight different outfits before going for a walk.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And when he eventually leaves the house, he's in the same fucking outfit he wore yesterday. He didn't wear any of the new ones.
0: And he has a, he has a fanny pack. On. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> he, so has funny. A <laughs> <laughs> he has a fanny pack. But yeah, yeah. so then we, we have his fish out of water when they're lying in bed and w- what was he doing? Eating Pop Tarts. That's what it was. He was eating, I I eating three pack- Pop Tarts. I've eaten three pop- packets of Pop Tarts. I've eaten three packets of Pop-Tarts. And then we have the fish out of water with the Pop-Tarts. Then we have the fish out of water with the new clothes. You know, spaceman, you know, he's you know, he's putting all these new stuff. Does
1: everybody parachute now? Yeah. Um. Then we
0: have the fish out of water when he's walking down the street. Uh, you know, then we have the fish out of water, and it's just a twenty-five minute sequence.
1: Fish out of water with, wondering what a trash can looks like.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's like, it's 25 minutes of fish out of water, and it's just like, does, does this really need to be in the movie? Like, does, it, does all this really need to be in this movie?
1: See, they the do this a lot. Films do this a lot. Now, Sylvester Stallone in Demolition Man, fish out of water, <laughs> did it well. Because yes. that was a new world to us.
0: The seashells. The, the sea seashells, the,
1: the, the thing, yeah, everything. That was fish out of water, good, okay? Now, think back to Aquaman and the thing that really fucking annoyed me and we're about to really wind up all the Johnny Depp fans that listen to us. Amber home. Heard the
0: bitch. Is Amber, Amber Heard, the heard the bitch? that <laughs>
1: slut, right? The, fucking, that bitch. the scene where they're in Greece and she gets given a flower and she looks around and she goes, oh, and she bites and eats the flower. And you're like, you're a fucking moron. Because we've just seen other films where you come to Earth on a regular basis. You're obviously an immortal person. Why have you not seen this thing before? Why do you think it's suddenly all right to eat a flower? You fucking know. And that scene was great in. They did it again with Steve Trevor. And you, we, we were talking before, the moment where they're trying to make their escape and they come across a, a fighter jet. Mm-hmm. Now, he's amazed by this. No,
0: No, no. you see, that's... The difference here is right, it's not just the fighter jet that he's that he's amazed by. It's there's like there's like three planes, right? Now I, I don't understand. They go to the Smithsonian. Yeah. And there are like five or six pre-loaded planes. Yeah. Fully fuel. they're fueled. up. They're fueled up. They are Keys ready. To and there's, a, and there's a fucking runway behind the fucking Smithsonian. Like, I know, maybe I'm fucking completely talking out of me hole here, but is there a fucking runway behind the Smithsonian? <laughs> and if there is, which dickhead <laughs> brought the museum
1: together and just went, oh, we've got lots of children running through, but none of them are ever going to jump into that cockpit and try and start <laughs> the thing.
0: Yeah, but the, yeah. So he sees these planes, and he's completely mesmerized by these planes. And three, or, three or four of them were just fucking planes. And then yeah. yes, there's the, there's the F fucking whatever it is, the fighter jets and stuff. But he's amazed by planes. He yeah. flies fucking planes for a living. Like I don't. I, but I, these I future planes. I do, these but future it's not planes. a future plane. If it was a fucking rocket ship, it was a, if it was a flying saucer. Yeah, I could understand. But planes really haven't changed in fucking a hundred years. You know, bar yeah, bar the bar the fucking you know the 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 airliner that went over overhead. I'm sure that yeah. probably was a little if if you were you know around back then. But let's be honest, he's he's seen bombers, he's seen you know all these different planes in in the dark. Does a Boeing seven two seven look any different to say? A fucking B fifty two bomber. I don't know. It was
1: around World War One, so they were like more single. It was smaller planes. I but can there und- bombers. I can, yeah.
0: There was bombers back then. Like there were. There oh were, no, I totally there agree. It's there fair... were larger planes, but I just, I just don't understand the, 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 fucking wonder of looking at a plane.
1: The thing that irritated, that really irritated me about Steve Trevor in this was a. It was basically holding another man's body hostage. <laughs> it was,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and let's be honest. Every
1: time he went in the bathroom, he was tugging it. He was tugging it. He was, he's got 66 years of frustration to get out. Yeah, yeah. He was tugging it every. it. That's why he <laughs> kept doing clothes changes. About like, this one. Steve just put some on. And he's amazed by everything. In the first Wonder Woman film, we learned that Steve Trevor was basically working for the Secret Service. He was like, um, was it like, uh, it was behind enemy lines trying to it hunt was, down... I,
0: it was kind of like an Interpol kind of thing. He didn't work for the Americans. No, he it worked, really for the, for the, he worked for the... I thought Amer- it, well, it worked, he worked for the Americans. He worked for both. He worked for both. It was on the only Allies, I, yeah. Yeah, but this, so I, but this I, guy. I put it that he worked for, like, Interpol or something.
1: Someone like that. So, But this guy was the best of the best. The best flyer, the best soldier, uh, spy, can get information out of enemy lines. Why is this so fucking stupid that he can't work out what a bin is? I'm, I guarantee if you had a somebody of that in level of intelligence got sent 60 years into the future, they'd probably go, okay, I'm trying to compute all this. I can work all this out. That's You know what I mean? It, it just, they just turned him into a moron.
0: Yeah.
1: So we've got the situation where Barbara's made a wish with the stone. Hold Diana on. And, <laughs> no, no, no. Diana and Steve have been reunited. <laughs> There's a third wish that needs to have been made.
0: But, hold on we're not even going to talk about diana in the plane <laughs> please go ahead so so they're flying the plane and obviously radar has been invented so diana is like oh i know what i can do and starts rubbing her hands together and going and starts explaining that oh i was taught how to make things invisible <laughs> and i just i've never done anything bigger than a coffee cup Oh, I wonder if she's going to be able to make the, the plane invisible. Oh, hold on. She's made the fucking plane invisible. All right. All right. So, okay. Right. That's, that's just that's what Wonder Woman does now. And she's there, she's, sat there. she's sat
1: there saying, Oh, I was trying to be taught this because we used the same magic to cover our island. And you're like, since when? Since when has this been a thing? It's just suddenly you're in a plane. Why didn't
0: she make herself invisible when she was walking across <laughs> No Man's Land?
1: Or when she was going into the, the mall instead of having to take out the cameras. Why didn't she make herself invisible? And you're telling me after 66 years, all she's been able to do is a coffee mug. So she's only just started learning this. Coffee mugs back from like the 60s onwards, maybe. So she's only just started learning how to do this. And now she can do a fighter jet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Paul. You don't need to explain anything else, because that's what the movie does. Diana Diana can shoot her head, can, can pop her head off at Will now, and oh, it sh- turns into a bomb, and then a new head grows where the old one was.
1: One thing she, she can do now, she can fly now. <sighs> she can fly. At a time when she's losing her powers, she's getting new ones. And yeah, all the nerds are currently <laughs> emailing. Dear Movie Chef Podcast, you she will find she's always to leap very far during the comics. It was during the run of 1974 to 1974. <laughs> she can't fly. She can jump. She's yep. falling with style. That's all she's doing. And it's made out to be some magical fucking moment where she's learning she can fly. And she's not... She's just jumping. Yeah. <laughs> Wonder Jumper.
0: I'm, I'm never I'm just never going to get over it. Like I, I love it. I love it. It it actually made me burst out laughing whenever I I, I learned how to do it and I was like, "Oh, what's he going to do? What's he going to do?" And invisibility. And I was like, "Oh, invisibility." Oh, <laughs> God, yeah. Of course. Of course cuz no other scriptwriter could come up with anything else but invisibility. All you right, know, what? Just, the what took it I
1: <laughs> took an idea from the 70s TV show of an invisible jet. And it's like, how can we do that one for the modern day in 1984? How do we make an excuse for it? How about you just say you're using a plane that's got anti-radar detection on it, which makes you metaphorically invisible? You know, do a twist on it. But no, she has to use fucking Mr. Miyagi hand rubbing and makes the plane
0: invisible. It's key and peel of Gremlins 2 pitch all over again that's just what it is yeah guy just walking around going we need an invisible plane yeah we got the invisible plane now but how are we going to explain it who cares <laughs> <It's> wonder woman
1: <laughs> it's in the oh, movie it's uh, it's done it's done <laughs> so uh, and yeah and oh sorry to placate all those uh, all those people on twitter with dc stan in the name and picture of zach snyder as your f- icon didn't the fireworks look lovely
0: oh yeah oh you know on the the fireworks were the
1: fireworks scene was amazing
0: I I I, I went through Twitter after watching Wonder Woman because I, I generally wanted to wanted to know what everyone thought about it and the only good things that I could see that people were saying were oh it looked amazing yeah 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 it, it did
1: <laughs> can I just it say did. I can't I just say I can't remember who this person was and if I'd have written it down I would be calling them out now having a very colourful fucking camera shot is not cinematography. <laughs> oh, look at the cinematography. No, bright colours from fireworks is not cinematography. Two people sat in a fucking plane looking up at fireworks is not cinematography. Just because it's colourful. Fucking ass. Look at the cinematography and it's like a fucking sunset, right?
0: But, that's, but that, that that's what gets me, you know, about this movie is that, there's so much potential. There was, there was so much potential with this movie. And I think we're going to talk about him now, the next person who probably steals the show.
1: Yeah. But one last yeah. thing anybody who refers to them as Paddy and Gal and Zach, fuck off. Zach has been bringing his vision for four years Paddy? now. Who's Paddy? Who's Paddy? Pat, Paddy? Paddy Jenkins.
0: Oh, sorry. Sorry. I thought, I thought you meant Paddy, like fucking Paddy Mug. <laughs> Paddy will hear
1: from down the road. He, he delivers the call down. <laughs> <laughs> he runs that milk truck in the morning. Okay, so um we've obviously got everybody's made the wishes and um the uh the wishing stone has been uh, got into the possession of Maxwell Lord as played by uh, the Mandalorian himself, Pedro Pascal. Uh Yeah, for all the good and the bad and the ugly, this is good. He is good in this because... Yes. You know, there's always them films where there's always that one person that has been told they're in a completely different film to everybody else. You know, yeah. like John Malkovich in Transformers Dark of the Moon.
0: Yeah. You know, that
1: kind of role where it's like, you're in this fucking insane comedy, just go for it. And they tell everybody else they're in this really serious sci-fi. Yeah. It seems like they've gone to some... Pe- Pe- Pedro and just gone, just, just have fun with it, mate. It's fucking, fucking ridiculous.
0: I super enjoyed... Uh, Pedro Pascal, I believed everything. I believed the the kind of schmucky ad he was doing on TV. I believed, you know, what he, we walked into the building and it looks great and it looks fucking amazing. He's got two secretaries and then he goes upstairs and it's just like a, a fucking blank office. You know, and, you know, his son's there. Now, he did annoy me a little bit. But, you know, what a needy wee bastard. He's just always hanging around doors and windows waiting for his dad to say something well, bad his, about him. That was his weekend. That was his I know, weekend with his dad. But you know, he's always just hanging around, you know what I mean? Imagine that when your adopted
1: dad don't want you. Jesus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I believed everything with Pedro Pascal. Now I will say one thing as well. I actually quite enjoyed Kirsten Wig as well. You know, I yes. think her her kind of her kind of you know descent into um, wanting to be something more than she was was actually quite believable. And yes. I got it, I understood it. Um, you know, I didn't think uh, uh, further to what I said earlier on, I don't think it was all uh, she's all that. You know, obviously, there was the mystical kind of thing of her wish that other people have seen her differently now, you know, and it wasn't just because of that stuff. But, um, I think that you know, her wanting to be somebody else, her wanting to be you know, Diana, um, you know, her just well, not wanting to be Diana, but wanting to be like Diana, I believe that completely and utterly believe that. Um, and the pascal but at the end when he's yeah. turned on the fucking tv cameras and you know he's trying to get as many wishes. yeah he's as gone full
1: he's gone full on
0: yeah i thought yeah. that was fucking brilliant and the only yeah. person that ruined that scene <laughs> was was gal Gadot.
1: yeah <laughs> so this it is is had... so obviously his wished his wish i mean we're, we're told from the very beginning you want to get one wish one wish each but that's quickly gets thrown out i don't even know what the rules are for this first you got to be yeah. t- the, so the rules
0: the rule <sighs> seems to be at the start you can only make one wish but then he changes it to you can make one wish but with every wish that you make i get something in return
1: well that was always he's, the stone that was always the stone's power but he's basically changing the rules as he goes one minute it's the stone takes something from you now he can suddenly decide what he takes from you so yeah. he, and it, it's part wishmaster it's part aladdin
0: it's just uh,
1: we've said about the story, but, but I,
0: but I, 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 get it and I understand that, bit, maybe a little bit. But that scene where he is trying to get all the wishes and trying to become more powerful and stuff like that, there, it's he, he himself makes it believable, you know, and you can, you can kind of forgive all the the plot points with him because he is he's handed oh, yeah. up so well, or oh yeah you know, yeah he's, he's,
1: yeah, he's fully gone yeah. for it. You know, he, yeah, he he gets he's got that chance to, to really ham it up because he's, he's, he's earned it through the film. I read somewhere, I can't remember whose review it was, so forgive me, but they said his relationship with his boy is just like a Jim Carrey movie. It's yeah. even like Liar Liar, where he's so busy working, he hasn't got time for his son, and his son just wishes he could have his dad be successful. So, you know what I mean? Uh, It's like Bruce Almighty, where he starts granting everybody's prayers, and everything goes wrong, and all he needed to realise was everything he needed was at home. And they say it's just like a bad Jim Carrey. It's reused plot tropes over and over again, but Pedro Pascal really does deliver on it. Now, so, let's get on to these wishes, because I wanted to cover off a few of these wishes that we see. And ultimately the way uh, Wonder Woman takes him down is basically by getting everybody to recant their wishes. If everybody recants them, the whole world goes back to normal. Again, you know the thing where you say you take out the queen and they all die, or you take out the original one and it take out the mothership and all the yep. other ships die? I hate that. And again, if we can get Pedro Pascal to recant his wish, everybody's wishes go back, fucking hell, all right, whatever. You
0: see, there, there, but there's a few problems with that scene. You know, there's a few problems. And most of it is to do with, again, Wonder Woman has a new power. Yep. So, Peter Pascal turns on these multiple TV cameras that broadcast, you know, interfere with uh, satellite signals and they broadcast everywhere around the world, right? Num- number one, the world doesn't speak English. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I would say probably maybe 80, 90% of Thailand don't speak English. Or, you know, maybe 60, 70% of China don't speak English. And, you know, you're probably talking about quite a lot of people worldwide and you're relying on the fact that every single person in the world is watching TV or at a TV screen or at a monitor in 1980 fucking four. (laughs) Yeah? Right. That's my first problem with it, right? The second problem was when she Diana comes in and she realized that that she can't stop him. He's too he at this point now is getting too powerful because of the amount of wishes that have come in. He has basically made himself indestructible. Uh, yep. He he cannot be stopped. He just de- she destroys the TV cameras and he's just like, Well, I don't really give a shit anymore because there's all the wishes are coming anyway, and I don't need the TV cameras anymore. And then she goes into like a, a five minute monologue.
1: Yeah, where she's talking to everybody, through the where monitor.
0: She's talking, where she's talking to everybody. When did she get that power? When did she get the power to control all the TV cameras?
1: Well, wasn't she just talking down the the feed that he was delivering through? Wasn't she talking no, to... No, the, the TV
0: cameras were off. They were off at that point. Because he really? had said he doesn't need them. He doesn't need them anymore.
1: Fucking hell, right. Okay.
0: So, so she, her, new, her new power is to project her her voice through every TV screen in the world?
1: Possibly. Possibly. I just took it that she was um she was talking through the tv camera still i kind of lost track at that point but this is the problem with it so ultimately wonder woman is saying to everybody you might not be perfect you might not be great you might not be rich but you'll be happy if you are if we give the world everything they want look what happens look look at all the devastation And she needs everybody to recant their wishes. Now, yeah, a lot of people will have said, okay, we'll just go through these quickly. We're going to come back onto a few of the action beats. But so the last person to recant was Cheetah, this woman that wanted everything. So yeah, okay, we'll come on to that in a minute. We had a woman. So I'm very sorry to do this, Cormac, but we had a woman saying, I wish you lot would go back to Ireland. Bastards. And, And so now with that, yeah. You hear Wonder Woman coming through the telly saying, Let's be kind to each other, let's not be whatever, fuck I I lost track of what the bollocks you were saying. You know, you're expecting the average person to go, Yeah, okay, I'll take that back. I don't want all Irish people to go. That's fine. You but then they saw all,
0: they all deserve to go back home, fucking potato eating cunts.
1: <laughs> but then you saw a picture of an Islamic terrorist, I'm assuming, an Islamic terrorist who sat there going, Wish I had some nuclear bombs. And you're telling me Wonder Woman got through to him in his fucking shithole of a cave in the middle of wherever, on his speaker, going, you don't want bombs, you want things to go back how they were. Oh, being shot every day by Americans. Yeah, spot on, that'll do. <laughs> fucking now. And to be honest, it was 1984, so they were probably Taliban. Well, <laughs> so,
0: uh, <laughs> fuck them. Uh, but, but the scene where the Irish person goes back, and so... When she's given her, you know, take all your wishes back. That girl's unconscious, so she's not heard Wonder Woman. So yeah, the she's Irish dying. Is still going. The Irish are still going back home because she woke up because the Irish guy took the wish back and he was like, "Yeah, I don't want her to die." So she popped up, but Wonder Woman had stopped speaking at that point. So the yeah. Irish are still fucking having to go back home.
1: Now it was also Hollywood convenient timing where he says, "I wish you'd drop dead." So that obviously means drop and then die over the space of about 20 minutes. (laughs) Not just drop dead instantly, which is what any old genie would do. But yeah, look, so some of the major beats in this, we had um, Pedro Pascal was obviously is is a crook. He was like a a Ponzi scheme, sort of trying to get people to invest in his dried up oil wells and keep funding him money and everything. Uh, And he slowly learned that he can sort of take things off people. Uh, business partners, whatever, have them locked up. And, and it's very much like the Wishmaster from 1997. There was about four of them, where it was this evil djinn that was going around granting people wishes. But like a guy would say, um, I wish I was a millionaire. And he's like, oh, granted. But then his mum fills out a life policy and then her plane explodes when she's flying to see him. You know, it's those little kind of... And it's taking that concept. But for me, the the you've got the the businessman... Now, there was the scene in Egypt. There was quite an extended period in Egypt. Was it in Egypt? Could it have been any other countries around that neck of the woods?
0: Saudi Arabia or somewhere? Yeah, like
1: Saudi Arabia. But,
0: no, it, seemed, it seemed more Egypt, Egyptian.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely. It's not, nowhere else. It couldn't have been any other country that Gal was trying to... No, okay. No, no, so... No. Uh, and this, so this uh, Middle East Egyptian, Middle Eastern uh, leader demanded his rightful land back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Scumbags who were uh, sitting on his land and he wanted the rightful yep. claim to that land. Um, and his wish caused a wall to go up. Yeah. Through, through his, e- Egypt and uh, keep the, and, and it turned out that the, the, the scumbags didn't have access to water. Mm-hmm. Like along a coast.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So um... <laughs> I'm really trying to dance around this subject without.
0: <laughs> I think we should move on.
1: <laughs> but the bit where she saves those children at the end—that was beautiful, wasn't it?
0: It well, really showed. I want yeah. to speak about something, and I want to speak about how horrible the CGI was of her running.
1: Oh, it's terrible! Oh, it was awful.
0: And and they just kept doing it as well. It wasn't as if it wasn't as if that you know they did it once and went oh right we can't do that again. It was like four or five times throughout the whole movie that they CGI'd gal running, and it it didn't look good at all. It nah. it looked real cheap and real bad. That scene where
1: I... she's taking out the trucks where she's trying to get to Lord. Oh yeah, um, it, it, there was some awful. Uh, blue screen, sort of rockets firing in, and all kinds of stuff like that. But nah, it's uh, yeah. Some of it looked great. Don't get me wrong; it looked great. A two hundred million dollar Warner Brothers keynote production should look good. It shouldn't be yeah. a, a, you know, it shouldn't be a, a positive of the film.
0: I think. I think one of the positives in the movie, as well for me, was the the White House fight scenes. I thought they were fantastic. Really. You know, it, I thought they were great. I, I really enjoyed those. Um, you know, then you get the introduction of, you know, big, strong Barbara. You know, she comes in and, and fucks shit up. Um, Do you know, I any think... time
1: that I see a White House fight scene, I always sit there and just go, all right, be better than X-Men 2.
0: <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Nobody can was... beat Nightcrawler, Paul. Nobody no, can beat Nightcrawler. That's Paul.
1: what I mean. But you've got Wonder Woman, and you had the opportunity for her to go and take down Secret Service through the White House, and it just looked like movie of the week. If yes. oh, the direction was good, then that, there's that standoff. And I, I like that. I like that concept. But again, it's the old trope of the heroes losing the power. And they've got, again, it's so many reused ideas over and over again. Um, but look, so the final fight then we've got the, between obviously fully formed Cheetah who gets a second wish.
0: She gets another wish. She gets I another wish on the... An apex, an apex predator. What a weird fucking wish to make.
1: Suddenly all the all the wrestling fans just hear uh, Randy Orton's music just blaring through their ears. There's one for wrestling <laughs> fans there. They just hear Randy Orton's music when she said apex predator, but... She... Um, yeah, fully formed Cheetah. So have you seen Cats? Uh,
0: do you know what? I haven't seen Cats, but...
1: That seems to be the bar. <laughs>
0: well, I'm gonna I'm, like, I don't know where you're people. going with this. I don't know where you're going with this, but I think I think she looked great. I
1: I th- well, this is why I'm asking about cats. I think in terms of making people look like cats, <laughs> you've got cats. <laughs> 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 cats is there in the middle, and at the minute that's all we've got to go on. Or the lion from Wizard of Oz is just above that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, she look good at this. But I think it was it was one of these dimly lit, smoke everywhere. I think I think they've they maybe looked at the 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 idea of the CGI in sort of clear daylight and just thought we need to cover this up because it was real sort of blurry. It was fast action at the end. It, it felt like there could have been a lot more with that character, and I know she's sort of been. Turn back, but I just think it, they just missed an opportunity to have an awesome fight scene between. Oh, I'm going to shock woman. you!
0: I'm going to shock you again. Go on. I got a little, uh, I got a little excited when I seen her dressed as a cat. <laughs> I was like, oh, Kirsten, <laughs> Wig, Kirsten, Kirsten Wig, Kirsten Wig, as a cat. I didn't know that this would kind of turn me on as much as it did. Um, I think I think the fight scene looked great. The one, the one is kind that, of is that like
1: my arousal of visible the Rosalina, Rosalina dressed as a tortoise.
0: <laughs> maybe, yeah. Good um, My my one takeaway from this was that Gal was on her way to <laughs> to the studio to stop Peter Gal and then like halfway she remembers, oh yeah, the armor. So then she kind of turns back again and, <laughs> and goes gets the armor. Oh, the
1: armor, the armor worn by a an old the first ever Athenian. Yeah. Warrior, yeah we're going to come on to her in a minute but yeah so, um, so look overall um, I think it, for me it is a film riddled with cliches it is not helped by the story set up before it in terms of Batman versus Superman especially um, basically putting it into this having to go into the 80s or whatever um, Pedro Pascal was outstanding well no Pedro yeah. Pascal was good and he did did well with what he had um, I think there was a lot of storyline beats, which should, if this was a normal year and this had just come out in August, I seriously believe this film would have been ripped to shreds.
0: Yeah. 100%. I think a lot of people, a lot of people needed this movie to succeed. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of people are, I've seen the difference between the, Metacritic critic reviews and the um, public reviews, and again they are way off. You know, way way off. And it doesn't it doesn't make any sense how a person who's, whose career is to review movies can think that that was in any way a good movie. Like I I can't.
1: Again, it for me it goes back to. You hear all these jokes from critics sometimes, you know. Of, um, are you going to, you know, some critics give it a good review because they want to end up on the poster. Some will give it a review because, say, for example, uh, you're reviewing Wonder Woman 84 for, I don't know, a film magazine that rhymes with Vampire. And (laughs) you know that in two months' time, you're going to be on set visiting the reshoots for Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah and they'll have done the homework, and Zack Snyder will read reviews, and they'll read articles of Wonder Woman, and, oh, hey, Tebs, I've read your review. You said Wonder Woman was shit. Get off my set. Yeah. I'll come yeah. back. Yeah. And it's playing the game. And I think yeah. a lot of critics play the game. They want to keep getting invited to the premieres. They want to keep getting the one, one-to-one interviews and the podcast interviews with all the famous people. And to do that, you've got to maybe give a three-star review when it should have been a two.
0: One hundred percent. I I, uh, I completely I completely agree with you. And I think the one thing that it took away from this movie, yeah, and yes, you know, do you know what? It wasn't all terrible. You know, it, yeah. there were some re- there were some really good scenes. There were some really good performances. You know, there are some good arcs in the story. Um, but there were far too many just magical moments you know, Wonder Woman just, just every once in a while having the right power, a new power to, to sort the situation out. And it was just such a cheap, lazy out in, in a lot of the storylines. I'll
1: give, I'll give this one, though, in terms of emotional beats. It's, again, this is good and bad. It was a good moment when she had to say goodbye to Steve again. I really felt yeah. that emotion. I really did. Walking away in tears, I really felt something there. But the bad of it was, I've already seen this. I don't want to yeah. see it again. You've just cheapened the first film by bringing him back and doing it again. Um, yeah, and I think,
0: but I think a lot of that comes into Gal Gadot because I think she's a very good actress. Yes. You know, I think she's a very, very good actress. And, you know, uh, her performance the whole way through it was, was, was average, was good. Um, but it was just the material with which she was given that was the problem. For me,
1: it was the yeah, it was the story, it was the cliches. Uh, Steve, uh, Chris Pine, Pedro Pascal, Christian Wig, Gal Gadot, all great. I think the directing of this was flat as a fart in a lift. Um, yep. I think the story was cliché ridden, um, and the end, where you're trying to say it to people, and again, it's in the middle of a pandemic, but you're trying to say it to people, hey, you know, we've given you everything you ever wanted. Imagine if somebody's wish had been, I wish for ten million pounds. And she's suddenly going saying, oh, take all your wishes back. Life was better. And I'm sat here in my fucking pants coppering up to go buy a pint of milk. No, I'll have my 10 million pounds. Thank you very much.
0: But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because Pedro took his wish away. So you would have lost everything anyway. And then you would have lost your soul because you wouldn't have taken your wish back. And the terrorist in fucking the bumfuck cave in in Afghanistan took his fucking nuclear warhead back.
1: He took his nuclear warhead back, didn't he? (laughs) Yeah. Two stars. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Two out of ten, yeah. Two out Two of out ten.
1: ten. I, I'd give it three out of ten. No, yeah, one one not star not. for Godot, one star for Christian Wig, one star for Pedro. Three out of yes. ten. Are we going to start star rating our reviews? No, do
0: you know what? No, nah, that's bollocks. No, nah, that's
1: bollocks.
0: Yeah. yeah, fuck it. Seven, seven down thumbs.
1: <laughs> out, of, <laughs> out of 62.
0: Six ounces of tears. I don't know.
1: Well, there is a seven and a half litres of tears out of 62 thumbs review of Wonder Woman 84. Look, I never say to people, don't see it if you don't, you know, if you've fancied seeing it. I don't, you know, if somebody says to me, I know one of my mates, Dan, who hosts Neutral Wrestling Podcast, he said to me, is Wonder Woman worth seeing? It's like, well, if you want to see it, then see it. Yeah, watch it. But he said it's two and a half hours of my life,
0: and I'm like... It's fucking right. <laughs> I, I, play, I played Skyrim for three and a half hours this morning before anybody got up. Wonder Woman 84 is longer than Apocalypse
1: Now. Jesus Christ. That's not right. It literally is a, it's a long film. But if you want to see it, go see it. Don't take our word for it. Just, you know, we're not that influential. I, I, that's
0: one thing I will say. I didn't actually feel like two and a half hours. No, it felt like more like Three. Jesus. I meant the <laughs> other way. I, I, the time, whatever. We're, gone. we're done. It's That's been given it's, It ounces it of tears.
1: <laughs> so uh, next week, we haven't got any big releases coming. Um, it's a while before we put another menu together. You had one at Christmas, you greedy bastards. What do you want? More. Um, but we are going to dive and we're, we're, we're going to start looking at the Marvel Cin- Cinematic Universe um, in a preparation for Black Widow Eternals and Shang-Chi and the 12 rings 10 rings eight rings six rings there's a lot of rings (laughs) he's got a lot of rings shang chi and many his many rings um so we're going to be looking at individual stories throughout individual characters um we're going to start well you you don't want we're going to say iron man cap or thor Uh, and at first you said iron man
0: yeah
1: yeah I, I don't, Iron Man was
0: technically, technically was the first, was the first movie. That's true. That's true. Technically,
1: Literally, not, Captain not, America not is not the history, better trilogy.
0: Yeah, not history wise.
1: Captain America was the better trilogy than Iron Man.
0: Y- yes, but.
1: We will discuss this over but, the coming months. Yeah,
0: yeah but Captain America is not really a trilogy. It is. No, it's not.
1: It is. It's First Avenger, it's Winter Soldier, and it's Civil War. It's well, literally a trilogy. it's
0: not Civil War. It's not it
1: is. It's called Captain American America but... Civil. No, it is. It's, it's called not Cap... called
0: Captain America it,
1: Civil it is. War. It is called Captain America Civil War. It, One, it is, 100%. So it's a trilogy. It's so fuck you. So as he seconds. quickly starts Googling, fuck you. You fucking seconds, prick face. <laughs> Google's currently like, oh, fuck, Cormac's drunk dialing again. Somebody must have wound I'm not up.
0: even drunk. I'm high on fucking hot chocolate.
1: Just getting a sugar rush. So next week.
0: Nothing here says Captain America Civil War.
1: So next week, we are going to be doing the trilogy, the Iron Man trilogy, with the fantastic first edition, the not so good follow up, and the absolute garbage Iron Man 3. Uh, So that's that's for next week. Um, Have you watched anything recently, by the way?
0: I've watched several things. I watched an episode of EastEnders the other night. (laughs) Have
1: Have you watched. Sorry, that's. uh, IMDB by the way, Captain America Civil War, Bonza, get it right
0: up ya. Yeah. Captain Manic America is barely in the
1: movie. Shut your fucking mouth, don't say that about Cap, he takes out Spider-Man, like a Don.
0: Yeah, so I watched like Enders, <laughs> and then I watched the, an episode of American Pickers, um, I like, watched, what do you want from me?
1: I watched, I'm just asking what films you've seen recently, but it's alright, fuck you. I watched uh, some on D-Max about people digging for gold in the Australian Outback.
0: Oh, I watched a great documentary on the Rwandan genocide in 1994. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, well, that was a fantastic idea. Tell me more, tell me See, that's more. It, that's it. Rachel said this to me this morning. She's like, why do you watch really weird documentaries during lockdowns? And I was like, what do you, what do you mean? She goes, well, you watch that one about the Serbian and, and croatian Yugoslav war in the, first, <laughs> in the first lockdown. I was like, well, it's interesting. And she's like, why are you watching the Rwandan genocide documentary at seven o'clock in the morning? I'm like, well, <laughs> it's, it's it's interesting. And she's like, yeah, but it's not it's not seven o'clock in the morning. Re, reruns
1: of phrase You don't start till nine o'clock though.
0: <laughs> I find then, myself i I do find myself watching watching a, a lot of documentaries recently.
1: I need to watch more. I do enjoy documentaries, but I don't watch enough.
0: I don't try and educate a... myself. There's a good uh, documentary series on Netflix in a minute. It's called World's Most Wanted. Um, that's where I kind of got my Rwandan kind of thing from. There was a guy in that. There was a guy in <laughs> When that. I was on my Rwandan theme. Yeah. <laughs> there was a guy in that who I wanted to. I, I, it was, it's a part of history that I wanted to know about. And I didn't really know that much about the Hutus and the Tutsis. So I thought I'll, I'll look back on that. But uh, Do you know?
1: I think it's Arsenal Football Club uh, in the UK. Who are sponsored on their shirt sleeves by Visit Rwanda, yeah. and I'm just wondering how many people have looked at that while they're watching the football and just leaned over to the wife and gone, "Hey, love, how <laughs> about Rwanda this summer?" <laughs> <laughs> just wondered if it works. And I'm just is it right in at Pod Movie Chef. So follows on Twitter at Pod Movie Chef. If tell us, have you ever booked a holiday to Rwanda off the back of advertising on football sleeves,
0: or or if you watched Don Cheadle in Hotel Rwanda, uh, if you've watched. Yeah, did you
1: think? Do you know what? I I gotta go over and see this for myself. So look, there's a there's our episode for this week. Uh, we need to. I'm gonna go and get another drink. But look, go and watch Wonder Woman if you want to watch it. Uh, go and watch the first one because it's better. Uh, I watched I watched the Matador with Pierce Brosnan. And oh, I watched Camino. that.
0: That's very it's good. That, it's good. It's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. I, do you, I also I watched. watched uh, I watched Thomas Crown Affair uh, with Rene Russo and Pierce Brosnan about three weeks ago. It's a great movie.
1: Do you know in the scene where he's at the party and he's got a tuxedo on, but he's got the uh, tie undone? Yeah, yeah. He, he was in contract with uh, Bond at the time, and his contract said he's not allowed to wear a tuxedo for any other film. So in that oh, scene, wow. he the, so he had to wear the shirt unbuttoned, so it didn't clash with his why, contract.
0: Why didn't he just wear a suit?
1: Is it a dinner party? Is it a cocktail party? Do not wear a suit or a cocktail party? The fuck's wrong with you? fuck's sake. Look down sorry. at the ground and say sorry.
0: Sorry. sorry. All, right.
1: Fucking hell. All right. I'm sorry about that everybody. Just, uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, and I watched another film that I'm going to tell you what it is as soon as we finish recording because I'm quite ashamed to say I watched it but I'll tell you what it is in a minute. This is it Valley of the Dolls? So next week, no, it's not valuable. <laughs> so next week, I am on trilogy. I am on one, two, and the the Tony Stark movie. I'm gonna go get another drink. Karmack, what are you gonna do?
0: Uh, peace, love, and understanding. I am going to play more Skyrim. Uh, I'm gonna try to level up my magic.
1: Follow us at Pod Movie Chef, subscribe to us, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Anchor, wherever you get your podcast, Subscribe to us. Um, let us know. Leave us a review if you like what you hear. Uh, drop us a message on Twitter because we get lonely. Um, goodbye, everybody.
0: <laughs> you what? I don't get lonely. You've got a family. Fuck you. No, I'm talking about my fur blanket that I'm holding here. Oh, <laughs> I've been on my legs the whole time, motherfucker. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.